I've titled today's message, Because He Lives. Jesus is alive. Amen? He is not in the tomb. You see, friends, we cannot visit his tomb because he's not there. Jesus is alive. This one truth is the very foundation of Christianity. It is the linchpin of our faith. The resurrection of Jesus meets our greatest need, our need to have our sins taken away. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. But Christ has been raised. And we are no longer condemned by our sins. The reason God raised Jesus from the dead was to put his divine seal and validation on Christ's death as a sufficient sacrifice for our sins. In the book of 1 Peter, it says this. It says, for Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring to us, he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. God raised him from the dead on the third day to show that his death had been an awesome success. The debt had been paid, the penalty had been accepted, and the curse had been lifted. Jesus Christ had done for us the work that we could never do for ourselves. He took away our sin and he made us right with God. Jesus is alive. He lives. He is alive. And because he lives, our perspective on everything is changed. Because Jesus lives. The first thing is this. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Look at what Deuteronomy 31 uh, verse 8 says. It says, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. One of the greatest challenges of tomorrow is uncertainty. None of us could have predicted this coronavirus thing six months ago. You see, friends, there are many times when we don't know what tomorrow will bring for us. And I think we're living in one of those times right now. There are other times when we think we know what is waiting and it fills us with fear and anxiety. But we need to remember that the Lord has gone before us. The God, of the, the God of the Old Testament told Israel that he had gone before, before them. We never have to worry about tomorrow because God is already there. Look what the Lord says in Isaiah 45. He says this. He says, I go before you and make the rough places smooth. I will shatter the doors of bronze and cut through their iron Bars. Knowing that the Lord has gone before us helps us to be ready for tomorrow's challenges. Remember what Joshua told Israel in uh, Joshua chapter 3. He said this, he said, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. We should live every day with that attitude of anticipation of what God is going to do tomorrow and consecrate ourselves. In other words, be ready for what God is going to do tomorrow. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. And because he lives, all fear 
is gone. Isaiah 41 says this. This is God speaking. He says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about, uh, look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, friends, fear is the opposite of faith. It is so easy to get caught up in our circumstances. You see, friends, there are many times when from our perspective, our situation may seem hopeless. But remembering what God did for us in the past is one of the greatest things that will help us to trust him in confusing and anxious times. There are many times where we say, gosh, I just don't know how this is going to turn out. But God is still in control. Look at what it says, what Paul says in Philippians 4. He says uh, this. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We need to simply put it in God's hands. Peter, uh, Paul says that God will give us this peace that sometimes may not even make sense, but it's a peace that comes from God because we're trusting him. As Peter put it in 1 Peter, he said, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. You see, friends, we know he loves us. Look what he did for us. He died on the cross for us. We know he loves us. And if he loves us, he's going to be looking out for us. And there may be times where we don't understand what he's doing, but that's where faith comes in, and we have to trust him, that he knows what he's doing. Because he lives, we have no reason to fear. And because he lives, we know that he holds the future. At the Last Supper, Jesus told his disciples the following. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there, you may also be. We know that there's a home waiting for us in heaven. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope. Eternal hope, not, oh, I hope something good, but hope because we know what's going to happen. Look what Paul said in Colossians. He said uh, this. He said, God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we who trust him as our Savior, we are forgiven, pardoned, justified. We are made righteous. Now, what does that mean? What that means is that when we are justified, it means that when God looks at us, he sees us as if we've never sinned at all. Not that our sins are taken away, but that it never happened at all. That just 
blows my mind. Look what Paul says in Romans chapter 10. He says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. As believers in Jesus Christ, our future is secure. We know our final destination. And we look forward to the day when we will finally be home with our Lord for all eternity. Revelation 21 gives us a glimpse of our final home. And it says this, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I think so. Because he lives, we know he holds our future. And because he lives, life is worth living. Look at what Jesus said in John 10.10. He said this. He said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You see, friends, the greatest life we could ever live is a life in Jesus Christ. Because through Christ, we can live the life which he intended for us. And he's a heck of a lot smarter than we are. A life which honors him, a life which brings him glory, a life filled with joy and peace and hope. A life lived through his strength and not our own. Paul said this in Philippians 4, he said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We can live a life with the greatest purpose through God's strength. And because of Jesus' sacrifice, we owe him everything. And because he rose from the dead, we know that he has defeated death and that sin has no power over us. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. What an awesome verse. This is why Paul could say this in Galatians. He says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. This life is worth living, friends, because of Jesus Christ. I leave you with this blessing this morning found in Hebrews chapter 13. And now may God, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, all that is pleasing to him. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is alive. Praise God. Let's sing one more song before we leave.